Welcome to the latest episode of an espresso shot of confidence. The podcast that explores all aspects of confidence, challenges taboos and unhelpful narratives, and empowers you to be awesome, loudly and proudly. I'm your host, the master of awesomeness, Ashley Griffiths, and today we will be exploring the power of words and branding in the business world. When people start thinking about business, they may have this stereotype of power suits and professionalism. However, in recent years, this stereotype has been turned on its head as new business owners create their own personal brands. One of these people is Renata Linenkoper, a mythical mermaid copywriter. She sprinkles personality all over her social media profiles and encourages her clients to let their personality shine through with the power of storytelling and strategy. In only a few short months, she has become a LinkedIn legend and inspired people to show their awesomeness. So it's awesome to have you, Renata. How's it all going today? Awesome. <laughs> Fabulous. Fabulous. We're going to get on just fine if you say awesome. Fabulous. So copywriting. How, how did you get into the wonderful world of copywriting? I mean, I've always loved writing ever since I was quite young. I used to write a lot of stories. I used to write songs and poems. So in that sense, it felt quite natural to kind of expand to different things. When I started looking at how I could make money online, because I started to think, you know, it'd be great if I could work from home because I've always kind of wanted to travel. So I started exploring different options and I came across copywriting. I thought, hmm, it's do with writing, it's a bit creative. That's my kind of thing. So I started taking a course and I just really enjoyed it and did like all the assignments and stuff and started connecting with people. And before I knew it, I was starting to work with coaches and doing web copy and kind of, um, yeah, that even helped me to then get a different job at my current company at the time. And it really just um, kind of went from there. Oh, awesome. 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 You've taken that copywriting and that creativity and brought that to the wonderful world of LinkedIn. <laughs> now, on, on your profile you and, and on your content, you often talk about mermaids, unicorns and all sorts of colorful, mythical creatures. And that's not what you usually associate with LinkedIn marketing. But you've brought it front and center of your marketing, your profile, mm -hmm. all your content. And it grabbed my attention. Um, I remember when I got back from my holiday in the summer, feeling a bit meh about LinkedIn. And then I saw this lady with rainbow colored hair talking about unicorns and stuff. And I thought, I need that lady in my life. <laughs> <laughs> so you've talked a lot about that, about finding your tribe on uh, LinkedIn. So why, why is finding your tribe important for your business? For me, I intentionally brand myself this way because first of all, it feels natural to me because like I literally have, you know, like unicorns everywhere, rainbows <laughs> stuff, like everything. I can't even buy like stationery without it being rainbows. You know, so. <laughs> Love it. It's just me being natural. And I think for me, 
if I do it that way, then that also attracts people that are just like me as well. And then they're the kind of people I would love to work with because I know we have like similar interests, like a similar vibe. So it's like a vibe check, really, to make sure that you're attracting people that you would want to work with, you want to have in your energy. Sure, sure. I totally get that. I think, and that's an important message, I think, for a lot of people on, on a platform like LinkedIn, where there's a lot of white noise, right, about mm-hmm. what you should be doing, about how you should be showing up, the type of content you should be putting out there. But it doesn't work for everyone, right? No, everyone's different. And I think people are so obsessed with sharing all like their top tips and like being salesy. And they talk about personal branding, but a lot of people I feel like are still not really embracing their uniqueness, which I think is a shame because then you end up blending in rather than standing out. Yeah, absolutely. That following the crowd. And mm. and you talked about then, you just mentioned the word personal branding. Now, I think this is a word that's been banded around LinkedIn, social media, the world <laughs> recently. It's uh, it's not a new thing as such, but the concept of it has re- recently come front and center of, of, of social media. Now, for anyone who's not clear on what personal branding is, could you tell us your magical definition of it? Some people like saying it is what people say about you when you leave the room, which I guess is true in a way. I personally like to think it is how you want to be perceived online that kind of embraces your unique interests and personality to really attract those people that are just like you. So it's really about kind of being unique and being true to yourself. Yeah, I get that. I think, and also a lot of people though, one thing I've noticed is a lot of people will hold themselves back with this. That they feel that because it's say on LinkedIn, for example, is this going to be professional? Is this okay mm-hmm. to post this? What are people going to think? Now, for people like that, what would you suggest to them? I think people do worry a lot about what they should be posting and what they shouldn't be posting. And I've experimented a lot with different types of content. But I always find that the posts of mine that perform the best are the ones where I do share a little bit more about my story, where I kind of talk about my own experiences and just get a bit more personal. So, yeah, you can just be like an authority figure and be like, I want to position myself as an expert, which is fine. But so many people are also an expert doing the same thing. So it doesn't really help you to stand out. So I think by sharing more of your own personal stories, that is just kind of something that allows you to really embrace everything that you have to offer that they don't. Yeah, totally that. And one of the things is we all love stories, right? Mm. You know, you've just said the posts that perform well are stuff when you reveal a little bit about who you are, your journey, your travel stories, mm-hmm. things like that. And it's the same for me, you know, when I, when I was away in the summer and I was just checking in, um, people were like, wow, look at this really brilliant, amazing, great. And people would talk about it. And when, and also I find when you ask people, you know, what's your story? People like talking about it. You know, people like sharing that shared, you know, that shared experience is something, something awesome. So I know 
for me personally, love story, always have ever since I was a kid. And, and for me on the business point of view, I like to find ways to paint pictures with words. Mm -hmm. Really enjoy that. And it's something I, I will admit for the longest time, certainly when I went on to LinkedIn, I did hold, my, hold myself back on that because is this professional? But then I think ultimately I stopped caring whether anyone cared and posted it because I did. And like you were mm -hmm. saying, that might resonate with, with people that would like yeah. me. So I know that storytelling is a big part of what you do. It's a big part of what you help your clients with. So again, just for anyone who's saying that they don't have stories to share, what would you say to them? I always think that stories are everywhere and like everything we do is a potential story. I could talk about, you know, going to the park. What did I see at the park? Who did I encounter? What, you know, did I see in nature? I could turn that into a story. If I go grocery shopping, I could talk about, you know, the cost of living crisis, how that's affecting people. I think everything in your life is a potential story if you just kind of open yourself up to the possibility so you could talk about like your own journey on LinkedIn, you know, why are you worried about these things and turn that into a story, you know, your different struggles, like um, things that you thought about LinkedIn that proved to be untrue, like myth, myth busting kind of thing. You could do sure. that. You could talk, talk about your industry, for example, things that you've realized um, that you weren't aware of before. I think everything is content. I do like to say that sometimes because it's true. I think content is everywhere. And usually what I post about is just about what's happening in the moment because I don't batch create content like some people do. Mm. Some people will literally write all their content for the whole week or the whole month even, and then they just schedule all their posts. Yeah, I personally never do that because I like to talk about what I'm feeling or experiencing sure. that particular day. So when I post something during my lunch break, I think, what am I experiencing today? What am I thinking about today? What am I feeling? Because ultimately you want people to feel something when mm. they read your content. And you can only do that by sharing your own feelings. Yeah, I think I, I love that. I, I'm very much like you. I'm very spontaneous. Um, like last month, for example, I, I did that video challenge on, on LinkedIn and I literally just pressed record and whatever came out, came out. <laughs> and that was it. And that's another thing that might be worth exploring here that there's a lot of advice about what you should be doing, that you should be scheduling posts, that you should be batching, that you should be more productive with your time, that you should be this, blah, 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 should, should, should. So again, I think what you're saying there is for you, spontane spontaneity works. Mm -hmm. Okay, so what advice then would you give to anybody that's just, again, starting out right now and they're thinking, okay, tomorrow I'm going to post a story. I'm going to go for it. I've listened to this podcast. I'm feeling inspired. But then they go, I don't know. So what, what advice would you give to them to get them past that so that they post that bloody post button? I think the first post is probably going to be the most difficult one you'll ever do because you do have to get past this kind of mental block of, oh, what are people going to do? What are they, they going to think? You know, am I going to get weird comments or things like that? But I think once you just get past that first post, you'll be okay. 
And I think if you're not sure what to post for your first post, I would recommend you start with an introduction. So really say, hello, this is who I am. You know, this is what I do. This is why I'm here. Share some like fun facts about yourself that can be relatable to people. Then kind of invite people to introduce themselves in the comments, for example. I think that'll be a great start, really. And then after that, you can kind of take it from there. I'm sure. And and a lot of people often as well get hung up on the fact that they need to be posting 20 posts a day or 20 <laughs> posts, a, you know, a millisecond or whatever it is. I, I give up with, with what I hear with that. So in terms of that, in terms of anyone who's starting, what would you say to them regarding that? You know, they've got all this white noise around them. What would you recommend that they do? I think when you start off posting on LinkedIn, it is a lot of trial and error. So you do have to kind of try different things and see what works for you. But yeah, make sure that you engage with people because that's so important. You want to be building relationships. So I think beyond just thinking about posting your own content, also make sure that you're engaging with other people because that is another very important part of the puzzle. Another, Another thing you want to be doing is leaving valuable comments. Because your comments can also lead people back to your own profile. So you don't necessarily have to post many times a day. You could, for example, post once a day, but then make sure that you leave lots of comments on other people's posts just to help people to find you. And that's another way you could approach it. So you kind of have to find the way that works for you, because I think there's no one perfect method. Like some people do love posting five times a day. I don't have time for that, <laughs> but some people obviously do. I, pre- I prefer to have like one high quality post and then focus the rest of my time on engaging with my community, building new relationships and finding new people to interact with. Yeah, absolutely. I think that engagement um, and the comments is a really important point because I know there's a lot of people that when they initially go onto LinkedIn, they're the LinkedIn lurkers. Mm-hmm. and they're a little bit worried. And I think the the comments is a great place to start. And and you said like meaningful comments. Now, for me, a meaningful comment is not I agree or great post. Yeah. Thanks for sharing. Mm-hmm. So what would a meaningful comment mean to you? How would you define that? I personally like it when people actually share their own thoughts. So because it actually shows that they read the post because sometimes people just like, oh, nice picture. It doesn't tell me you actually read the post, you know, <laughs> yep. so do, which sometimes I feel like they don't. <laughs> so I think it's great when people actually read the post and talk about their specific thoughts, elaborate on their own ideas. And I think that then also helps you to show that you might have something really unique to say that other people maybe didn't think of that could then lead to like another conversation with people and I think if you say something that people actually resonate with that then makes them interested in you and they start checking out your content so I think it works in many different ways oh it really does and uh I often get comments on my posts especially video posts and I know for a fact people haven't watched that video just purely off the comment yeah, like what I just say about pumpkin spice latte, right? <laughs> like, what's that got to do with this video about confidence? <laughs> but it's, I think that 
is a very important point because again i often look at comments and i think my immediate response when i see the comments is and why uh, because i'm naturally a very inquisitive person i want to know okay why do you like it you i know, know it's like sometimes people will just write good or nice and i think yeah. what's good about this you know what's nice about this and like you i do i do sometimes reply and i say what do you think is good and i ask and they never reply <laughs> yeah i mean i had a message in my inbox today about that like from a new connection that said i really loved your video today and i thought okay brilliant thank you great that you enjoyed it what was your big you know what about it and then mm. the person did engage um and did respond uh when i asked and it was like okay that's great that's great and then it started a conversation and i think that that's the crux of what what you're starting the, the saying there as well is like just being there having a conversation you know i think a lot of people and I, i'm interested to hear your thoughts on this a lot of people i think lose themselves a bit in between sitting down in the space and going online and they lose that i think maybe the the power power of connection they start doing things that you'd never i mean imagine you're having a conversation in the coffee shop and where and you go i don't know you say oh ashley look at this and you go great i mean how are you going to react to that <laughs> exactly <laughs> case in point you're like you're not going to do that are you because it's not natural yeah <laughs> it's not natural and i think a lot of people lose that when they move online what are your thoughts on that i agree and i feel like it's a bit similar when they suddenly post randomly oh let's connect on a post and i think this isn't a networking post why are you saying that yeah and then i query that and they obviously never reply as well but yeah like you say i think people kind of forget that there's a human being behind that post. So if you leave a comment, that person will read that and want to know why you left that comment. Yeah. And I think, and I think that's the, the, the thing ultimately that I like most about, about your content and what kind of drew me in when I first, first became aware of you, the fact that your content is so, so human, even the, even when you go down the, the mythical route and you start talking about your characters and stuff, you can still see the human in that. And, and that's so important. So I think, and again, interested to hear your thoughts about that. So when people do start, take the leap and do go online and they're like, okay, this is me. This is the person that I am online, uh, offline. How can I transmit that to the online world without losing who I truly am? I think a lot of people create these avatars mm -hmm. that are not truly who they are and that causes a bit of a disconnect. So what are your thoughts on that? I personally quite like to use things that I call visual identifiers. So I try to think about what do I want to be known for? What kind of visuals? And I think about for me, obviously, it's all the mythical stuff because I just really like unicorns and mermaids and things like that so for me that really works but obviously everyone's got different interests and hmm. you know different passions so I think if you do want to show up online maybe just think about what could I talk about for hours and hours without getting bored you know and that's yeah. probably the thing that you should be including in your content so for you 
you probably would put travel because travel is something that you really love and yep. you could easily write a post about that yep. and then that can then become one of your content pillars but yeah. if you're someone who really loves what going to the cinema for example you could use that as an example you could talk about you know marketing lessons you can learn from films or how films are advertised and you could still link that to your business but yeah. still keep that human element by adding in your own interests yeah. i think that's just the way you could approach it just think about what am i really passionate about what could i talk about and how can i link that to my business yeah totally that i think and i think this is something again a lot of people don't do enough they don't let their passion mm-hmm. for either what they're doing or outside of work, they don't let that in. They mm-hmm. shut it out. And, I, and yeah. I just don't, for me, it baffles me a little bit why you would do that to yourself because that ultimately is a, is a key part of who you are. You're, yeah. It's a key part of what you are and you're effectively deleting yourself or editing or censoring yourself. And that's when you get vanilla content. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And who likes vanilla content? Well, people that like vanilla ice cream, I guess. Yeah, but who are they? I think out of all the ice cream flavors in the world, why would vanilla be your favorite? I've always wondered. <laughs> that is an interesting point, And I'm going to attempt to answer that because I am a fan of vanilla ice cream. I'm not saying I don't like vanilla. It's just not my favorite, you know. <laughs> I, I hear you. I think, yeah, vanilla ice cream was always my favourite growing up, just because I like the taste <laughs> of vanilla. I back in the day when I when I added added stuff to my coffee, I was quite fond of vanilla flavoured um, cappuccinos. Oh. I've since I have since seen the error of my ways and and just only drink black stuff the way that nature it's intended. Exactly mm. that. Um, <laughs> But yeah, that vanilla content, it's, again, it, it, I think that links into what you were saying earlier on about it. It doesn't help you stand out. It's just, you just become another voice. And there's yeah. a lot of voices on social media, right? Exactly. I think there's so many out there who offer similar services. And if everyone's just out there sharing their like top 10 tips to do this and the ultimate way to do that, I think... You're not going to blow anyone's mind with these things. You're not going to be like, oh, my God, that's an amazing tip. I have to work with this person. No one's going to think that. I mean, you're not reinventing the wheel, right? So nope. I think unless you have some amazing revolutionary idea, you do need to have a personal brand to help you to stand out from all the other people offering the same services because you want people to think, oh, that's my kind of person. That's someone yeah. I want to work with. And that's just the only way you can achieve that. Oh, absolutely. It's all about connection. And again, I think mm. that like you would do if you were offline, you would go and join maybe groups or networks that have similar interests. You're not going to go to something that you have no interest or you don't resonate with. It's just not going to happen. And the same applies online. So, um, mm-hmm. but just want to come back to something you mentioned earlier on. You, you mentioned content pillars (laughs) so i I know what content pillars are but for anyone who's not familiar with content creation or branding or anything like Mm. that what are content pillars so content pillars are the topics that you talk about in your content and 
you would choose them based on like your niche and the kind of people you want to attract. So for me, I talk about things like copywriting, LinkedIn growth. And I have a bit of storytelling in there as one of the pillars. So you really want to tailor it to your niche and to your particular interests but they help you to stand out, but are still relevant. Okay. And and that can be, yeah, like you said, that could be pretty much anything. So you, you like you were mentioning there, like travel or stories related to travel could be one of your content pillars. Yeah, and I do talk about travel a lot, so I would say that it probably is one of my pillars, yeah. Yeah, I think that is one of the things that I haven't put in nearly enough recently. Uh, I and agree. I, I know, I know because you put every time I put up a bloody picture, you're like, I want to hear your stories. Yeah. Cause I love that. I love that stuff. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And again, it's, and I think that links into a point as well from a connection point of view, because mm. if you're writing something that you're passionate about and you're excited about that transmits out, yeah, it's magnet, you know, it really does, doesn't it? And it's magnetic as well. It draws in those people that have those interests. And and that's why I think the travel posts always do so well. Um, for me, every time I put a travel post really? out, it, it just performs really well. So I will do it. I will do it, especially for you, Renata. I'm sure lots of people will appreciate it, but yeah, definitely do that. <laughs> yeah, I've I've got I've been going through my photos recently, and I keep on finding um, just stories there. Um, so I think I might go on a a journey, a journey during November. Journey around, around the world with Ashley. I'll take yes, I'll take you around the world, and and that would be awesome. That would be that awesome. Could be a video series for you. <laughs> Oh, I, I'm taking a break from video series. <laughs> After last month, it was as much as I love doing videos. It was pretty knackering getting up every morning and doing a video and uh, thinking of something to say. Like I've got loads of ideas, but then like literally bang, 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 bang. Mm. Um, but I will do I will do some videos about about travel, story time um, yeah. with Ashley. Absolutely, I think it's perfect because I feel like travel, if anything is storytelling because if you go somewhere you remember the stories you don't just think oh yeah I had a, a great time with my friend you think you know what did you do what did you experience what do you smell or taste or see you know and I think that's that's an important point and definitely worth exploring here is that visual so you mentioned earlier on about the emotion connecting to emotions but also then when you were just talking about the travel posts using the senses Mm. making it extremely visual for somebody and why is that important i think as human beings we're very visual creatures it's definitely true for me if i if i scroll through my linkedin feed because some people obviously never post any pictures which is fine because some of them have really good hooks but yeah. if someone has a really beautiful picture it does st stop the scroll as they say it makes you think, oh, what's that? You know, where is this? And I always think, oh, where is that? I want to go there if it's somewhere really beautiful. So it sparks my imagination if I see that. And then after seeing that, I then read the post and I think, oh, that sounds really interesting. But I think, yeah, visuals are very powerful because it does speak to us, I think, on, on a more almost emotional level where it makes us then 
imagine ourselves there and yeah. wonder what it was like to be there. And I think that's very powerful. And again, it's that connection, isn't it? So, mm. And this is one of the things that I think a lot of people lose sight of as well. Like with those travel stories as well, they don't necessarily have to be linked back to your business. But generally, if there is a message there, if there is a story or a metaphor there, it it doesn't have to be explicit. It can be implied and people will figure that out and make those connections themselves. Mm. I think people get a little bit too hung up on the fact that I've got to have, you know, it's got to be specifically, it's got to be explicitly about business. It's got to like say, it's got to spell it out for people. And, and I don't think that's necessarily true. What's your, what's your take on that? No, I don't think every post has to be about selling something. I think different posts can have different purposes. Like one post can be specifically to build relationships or attract new people with similar interests. Another post might be to talk about your current offer or to kind of educate people, you know, so you could have different posts for, for different occasions, I think. But yeah, I definitely don't sell in every post, but obviously you could still add a CTA at the end, just in case, you know, just so you're aware, I do have blah, blah, blah. If you wanted to, I don't feel like you have to for every post. Sure. But it really depends on what you're trying to achieve, I think, with that particular post. Yeah, I hear you. I think that's another, just as you've been talking, I've had a few more ideas that I want to uh, just talk to you about. So I think just coming back to what you just said there, you talked about what you want to happen from the post. Now, I think this is, and this is one of the dangers when you're literally just throwing 500 pieces of content out a day. It's like, well, what, why? Yeah. I think there has to be, I think a lot of people lose sight of this because they feel mm -hmm. that they have to be posting content. Yeah. Posting why, for the sake of posting. What's the danger in that? I think you it's very difficult to maintain a certain quality if you feel the need to post, say, five times a day. I think unless you have a specific idea for I want to do five posts a day, this post I want to achieve this, this post I want to educate, this post I want to do storytelling. If you, if you have a strategy, I think it could work. I still think five posts is too much, really, but <laughs> maybe three, I think I would do at the most. Yeah. But yeah, I think it's difficult to maintain that quality if you're posting that often. And yeah, then you do see people then posting just for the sake of posting where they can sometimes literally say, oh, I've got nothing to post today. So just to say this. And then I think <laughs> you don't have to post today you if you don't, don't have anything to say. Take a sure. break. And just focus yeah. on engaging with your community that day then, you know, that's perfectly fine. Love that. But I think part of it, there's that pressure, isn't there, to keep on posting. Mm. And and the fact that it, that can, in fact, be content in itself, if you can link it some way to your business saying, I've literally got nothing to say. I, I've created posts literally by starting with that line and then going, oh, yeah, I've got something here. But mm -hmm. otherwise, it just creates unnecessary pressure. And I've, the thing I always say to my people is, if you if you're not if it becomes a chore, then you're going to be sending that post out into the world with bad energy. Yeah, definitely. 
and and people will pick up on that and that post is literally going to go disappear into the black hole of LinkedIn. So I've got a question for you then. Yes. There's something I was thinking about today. Okay. Don't you think, because I can usually tell which post is going to perform well and which one isn't. <laughs> okay. Yes and no. Um, I have had posts that I thought would do really well and they disappeared into the black hole of LinkedIn. <laughs> I've had posts that I literally threw out in about two seconds and it's just gone. <laughs> but so I'm not sure about that. Like for me personally, it's never worked out like that. And, and to be honest with you in terms of that performance, I, I'm not really that interested in it anymore. Um, when I started out, I was massively hung out, hung up about it. And I would take it personally if a post just didn't do anything. And I think that is the danger um, of being online, especially any platform, really, mm -hmm. with the vanity metrics. Yeah. I think it's so easy to attach your self-worth to a post and get hung up on the likes and the views and the impressions and all of that, and the comments and stuff. I think it's really easy to get hung up on that when, but I do understand why, why people do get it because it's that gratification. It's that validation. It's like an addiction almost, isn't it? <laughs> it totally is. I questioned myself a few weeks back. I was like, am I addicted? Am I addicted to LinkedIn? Cause I was just constantly checking. I think I am. Cause my boyfriend said the other day, Oh, you're always talking about LinkedIn. He said to me, it becomes it. I was thinking about the networking group that I'm in the other week. Uh, we always talk about LinkedIn. So I think they're doing whatever they're doing very well. But but I think the point, you know, I was making there was, and, and you'll probably have some thoughts on this. There's a load of people that don't actively engage mm -hmm. on LinkedIn. Loads of people that don't actively engage, but they see it. They watch it. And then eventually they reach out. They reach out. Mm -hmm. So I think that's the important thing for people to really pay attention of. You can have people that like your content every single day, but they're never going to work with you. I also feel like people have got a very kind of skewed view of how many views is a lot and how many views is not enough because people yeah. think, oh, I'm only getting 500 views on my post. Imagine if 500 people showed up at your door right now wanting to work with you. You'd freak out, you know. I'd freak, yeah, I'd freak out if 500 people turned up at my door right now. I, I'd yeah. hope they'd bring – it's like we're recording this in the evening, so I'd hope they'd turn up with liquor and food. <laughs> but but you, your point is extremely valid there, isn't it? I mean that – It's actually a lot, really. It's a huge amount. I mean, how many clients do you actually want? Not 500, is it? So, <laughs> what do you mean? Totally <laughs> you know, and I, I was working, I was helping out um, a lady with her video content the other day. And I asked her, as I always do when I start working with people, what's your objective here? What do you want to have happen as a result of putting videos out? <laughs> and that was, she most definitely didn't say that. She said, Look, <laughs> I am one person. I literally need X amount of people in my business. And that is enough. I can't physically 
service and work with hundreds of people. Neither mm-hmm. do I want to. Yeah. So I think people do get hung up on that. And and I think that that whole this is how you make ten grand a month and or ten grand in your sleep and, and all of that stuff. And this is how you get a Lambo just by posting one piece of content. I think that stuff is quite toxic. And yeah. And can really drag people away from their actual purpose, from their values and what success actually mm-hmm. means to them. Yeah, very true. I think people get very kind of focused on, oh, I'd really like to go viral now and I'd really like to get thousands of views. And, and I think, but why? What do you achieve with that? You know, because sure. if they're the wrong people, it's still not going to help your business. What you should focus on is just reaching the right people yeah. instead of reaching lots of random people. Oh, absolutely. And that, that's why I think when people are looking for shortcuts on social media and that, I remember having a conversation um a little while back with um, a young man I was helping out and <laughs> he said to me, cause I just started posting on Instagram <laughs> and he said to me, nobody likes your stuff. You don't get any followers. You haven't got, you've only got like X amount of likes on each post. And I was like, okay. And yeah. Yeah. And I said, okay, well you're an expert. You've got all of those followers and you're doing very well in that. And now he said, I paid for them. I so said, what? Yeah. I mean, how how is that helping you? What is helping that helping you achieve? I was like, <laughs> I remember even on TikTok, some guy literally trolled me when I went on there. I, I'm not on there anymore, but he, he literally came into my post and said, "You only get two likes on every post," and I'm like, "Mate, I really don't care." <laughs> but but for some people, they do get really hung up on it that lack of popularity and the fact that people don't like them yeah it's a bit crazy i think because unless they're actually buying from you what's the point i've heard stories about influencers with thousands of followers that couldn't sell anything yeah just because they're following you doesn't mean they're actually going to buy from you so it doesn't mean anything absolutely so for anybody that is literally just about to dive into this crazy world of social media and is thinking right i want to start marketing my business online what advice would you give them now thinking about how the mistakes that maybe you've learned or you've seen all the stuff we've been talking about so that they literally don't make them and they save themselves a lot of hassle i think try and be intentional about how you show up really think about what kind of content do I want to put out there how can I really show myself being like a really powerful personal brand to people how can I build relationships with people that would really help my business I think yeah kind of be intentional because I think so many people just focus on doing all the things and showing up every day and I think it doesn't really have to be all those things. I think kind mm. of maybe try and think about small goals. Like yeah. what is one thing I could do today to drive my business forward and then do the same thing tomorrow. And then you'll see how much you've achieved in just a week. Yeah, love And that. then you could look at, you know, longer term, like what can I achieve in a month? Or some people have like a 90 day plan, for example, and they do very well with that. 
Yeah. So I think do a bit of goal goal setting. That'll be very useful. And just make sure that you're really making an effort to not only show up, but also to engage with people and to obviously inject your own personality and interest in your content. Love that. Love that. Just to kind of summarize, do what works for you, right? Do what works for you. So speaking of content, LinkedIn and writing and all of that jazz, if there's any listeners out there that are looking for any support with any of that, do you have any offers or services that would be ideal for them right now? I offer a few different services. So I have my LinkedIn ghostwriting that I offer for people who don't have time to write their own content. And I also offer support with LinkedIn strategy. So I also offer things like profile orders and I have strategy calls where I kind of share my own strategies that have worked really well on the platform really help people to make the most of their own profile make sure that it's optimized but yes if you do struggle actually creating content you can reach out to me for my ghostwriting services as well or just copywriting fabulous thank you so before we set off into the sunset of a happily ever after <laughs> there it is you, 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 it's infectious. You've got me with the storytelling now. I have one final question that I ask everybody that joins us here on the podcast. What is your espresso shot of confidence for our listeners? I think think about what makes you magical and unique. Everyone is different. In what way are you different? And how can you use that to show up online as your most authentic self? Love that. Love that. Well, thank you so very much for uh, sharing your pearls of wisdom <laughs> and uh, joining us on the show. It's been awesome. It's been awesome. Fabulous. Fabulous, fabulous, fabulous. And a big thank you to you, the awesome listeners, wherever you are in the universe. And all that is left to say for this episode is to have a great day, night, evening, life, afterlife. And as always, don't forget to be awesome.